Hi everyone, this is Dr. G, the Behavioral Health Manager at Desert AIDS Project, and I want to talk a few minutes about isolation and loneliness in long-term survivors aging with HIV. As we enter the fifth decade of the AIDS pandemic, long-term survivors aging with HIV are facing a new challenge, the deleterious mental and physical health effects of isolation. At a time when we have HIV medications that prolong life, many long-term survivors feel forgotten and abandoned and their mental health suffers. Long-term survivors have good reasons for isolating. Many lost an entire social circle of friends to AIDS at a time when it was not developmentally appropriate. So many of us were in our 20s and 30s back then. For young adults, this was very traumatic. And as a result, those premature losses now make it tough to reach out to form new meaningful connections. In general, it's more difficult to develop new relationships as we age. But given the history of multiple loss and unprocessed grief, it's even more of a challenge for long-term survivors. You have to remember that gay men were ostracized, stigmatized, and blamed for the AIDS pandemic and many internalized that stigma. They faced societal indifference, stigma, and rejection by families at the same time that they were facing their own impending deaths. This was an extremely traumatic time that has left residual psychological scars. The Community Research Initiative of America, which stands for ACRIA, did a groundbreaking 2005 study called Research on Older Adults with HIV. It's called the ROA study. And that ROA study found high levels of isolation and loneliness. There was a second ROA research study done in 2018. In ROA 2.0, 43%, almost half of the respondents reported feeling lonely or very lonely. ROA 2.0 found that 70% of survivors live alone, compared with only 30% of the general population of older adults. Many studies link isolation and loneliness to an increased risk of stroke, heart disease, high blood pressure, and earlier onset of dementia. Isolation increases stress hormones and inflammation. In people with HIV who are already having high levels of inflammation, the risks from these are much greater. One researcher in the study stated, feeling isolated may be as bad for a person's health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So, what can you do to fight isolation and loneliness? Here are some ideas I have. The first is I want to talk about the power of intentional socializing. It really makes a huge difference in breaking isolation. Join a club, a meetup group, a group. Engage in a fun activity that is shared by others and you'll meet people who at least have one shared interest with you. The second is the power of empathy. If you're able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and sort of experience their perspective, it can make a huge difference 
in terms of connecting with another person and helping you out of your own isolation. The third is a very concrete and pragmatic idea, which is to contact somebody and make a date. Oftentimes, when we're in isolation and depressed, we have to force ourselves to plan events. But I encourage you to focus on how you feel after the event, not how you feel before doing it. Remember, depression will tell you that, you're do, that what you're doing is pointless, like why bother? It will heighten your loneliness and lead to more isolating behavior. So you need to do what you know is the right thing to do, get out there and do it anyway, and focus on the outcome instead of on your feelings in the moment. There are different types of loneliness, which might require different interventions. There's emotional loneliness, and then there's social loneliness. Emotional loneliness is the absence of a significant other with whom you form a close attachment, you know, like a partner or an intimate close friend. In order to reduce this type of loneliness, we need quality relationships. Quality, not quantity. You just need one or two people who really get you, who see you for who you are and support you unconditionally. Social loneliness, on the other hand, is the lack of a wider social network of friends, neighbors, or colleagues. We need to engage in more shared activities with others to build the network of support that reduces social loneliness. So in closing, I want to challenge everyone listening today to reach out to one long-term survivor you know and acknowledge that person's story of survival which is epic, awesome, and worthy of respect. They, we, need all the support and love we can muster these days. So remember, connection and community are the antidote to loneliness, isolation, and depression. And don't forget DAP Behavioral Health. We're here to help. Thanks.